Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials, Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, local chapter 151, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? You know, I am I am very grateful for that long introduction because it gives me time while you're doing that long intro to, like, finish up the, the intro stuff on the board. My, do my little, you know, uh, what do they call it? Broadcast engineer magic here. So it's 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 actually a, you got to keep that long intro because otherwise I'm like leaning away from. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get back, you know, so. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, you're saying I should just slow it down because I'm trying to micro machine it. No, no, no. It's it's perfect. It's it's actually just long enough for me to, to pull out the intro music uh, to bring that down to close the stuff on the computer that i need to and it's it's perfect so you're I, I, very wonderful nice. life is good nice yeah nice so it makes me happy i'm glad to hear that yeah, yeah i'm very happy now so full of shit it's not even funny i know so hopefully everybody had a good week. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show, by the way. Um, if you want to hear the second hour, you can go to patreon.com slash unintended baggage to listen to the second hour. Um, so if Really? You're going to pitch the, the second hour? They haven't even listened to the first hour. Well, for all listen the, to the first, see if they like For it. all you know, there could be new listeners. That they have no idea whether we're shit or not. You know, why the hell? Oh, I know what we can do. Hey, if you sign up for the second hour at patreon.com forward slash unintended baggage, you get a whole bunch of free shit. There you go. So the show may suck, but you get a whole bunch of free yeah. shit. I got. I got to make sure I get it out this week. Get, Hold on, I'm gonna make. I'm doing open. I'm doing something right now on the show right now this week. Okay. What if do you I do? don't get it. If I don't get the mailings out this week, right? You can slap me on the air next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I think the threat of violence is what's going to be needed. In like order to get it like done. those slap competitions that you see. Yeah, like slap bet or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'm on, man, because I'm going to do the full windmill on your ass. Yeah. Actually, no, I couldn't do that. I'm not a violent person. I know. Yeah, I'd have a hard time doing that. That's all right. But you love running and getting in the just, middle of people, though. Jimmy, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just make sure you get the the all the the free stuff out. Yeah. And if you do sign up, some of the free stuff you get is uh, the copy of Adrian's book. Yeah, a copy of my book, autographed copy of my book, yes. which has got to be worth I don't know, one point five million dollars, something like that. Um, and you get a duffel bag. Not a bomb duffel bag. This is not a bomb. Unattended baggage duffel bag that uh, we highly recommend you use at airports or anywhere the TSA is located. And very, they love that shit. And various other political propaganda. Yeah. Like yeah, a well, grab bag of political uh, propaganda. Uh, yeah. 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 As stickers, all kinds of fun stuff. So it's fun for the whole family. Exactly. Um, so I did want to start off this week, though, with um, thoughts and prayers to uh, Ron Paul and his family. Um, I don't know if, if, you're, if you're unaware of this yesterday during a live broadcast of his show, because he does like a weekly, you know, the Ron Paul Liberty Report. Right. On a weekly show, he actually had a, a, a stroke. stroke. Yeah, it was clearly a, a on a the stroke. air. Yeah. Like he started talking all gerbly and then half of his in mid sentence, half of his face drooped. Uh, he started uh, speaking incoherently and you could tell by the expression on his face that he was very 
you know, he, he was frustrated. He was trying to get the words out. He was basically understanding what was happening to him. But yeah. a few hours later, he te- he sent a photo of himself from the hospital saying everything's fine, you know, thumbs up. So everybody's saying he's fine, but it was, uh, you know, he did suffer a stroke. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's, it's it was a, you know, pretty scary incident. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you're thinking it's 2020, like really bad things are happening well, in 2020. So and he is 85. Yeah. And he, you know? Yeah. He's not. A, yeah. He's not a spring chicken. No. <laughs> no, he, he does. He does like, and I think he still runs daily. If does I, he really? I think he's. I think he does. Wow. I mean, he was doing it for a while. He was. Here's the thing: when you meet Ron Paul, he's in much better shape than you think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. I uh, His biggest problem was he wore ill-fitted suits. Yeah, he did. He did. He always wore suits that were too baggy on him. Yeah. And it made him look like a little guy. And he's not a little guy. Yeah. He's not. He's. I think he's. I think he's taller than me. Uh. I think he's. I think he's about the same height. Yeah, he's about the same height. Yeah, because I'm five eleven. He seems. Uh, you know, he's about, about, about that height. height. Yeah. He's about that height. But it was just. You know, it was. Uh, you know, a little bit of a nerve wracking. You know, incident. Yeah, yeah. It was a little, uh, little sad to see. So it just made but me. He's doing it, better now. It made me reminisce a little bit. Not reminisce, but like just kind of. You know, you, you know, when, whenever you hear about somebody almost dying or, or somebody dying, right? That you always have some of those thoughts about like. We wouldn't be doing this show today if it wasn't for him. That is a good point. That is a good point. Now, Ron Paul. More on my end than your end. Much more on your end. Uh, You know, I've met the man. I've spoken with him. He's a nice guy, and and I like him. He's, you know, probably one of the best politicians that has been around in the past 50 years. No doubt about it. Uh, But for you, he was really like the catalyst for you to get involved in stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely was. So, which, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, in thinking of it, it's like it's almost like also in thinking of of Ron Paul, like listening to what he was running on then, and seeing what's going on in this country now, and you're just like, like oh man, yeah. A lot of it was kind of prophetic. Yeah, you know. Now, uh, you know, you know Rand fairly well. You worked with him a, a decent amount. Uh, did you uh, reach out to him and you know check in with uh, Rand or anything? I don't know them that well, but oh, really? No, oh, okay. I mean, I, well, look, we've talked before, and I mean, we. I thought the, with you worked with him a bunch of times. I mean, we've done things. Yeah, we've done a couple things, but I mean, it was never. You're not, you're not buddies, so. <laughs> though. Fuck. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get wrong. I, I like him fine. You yeah. know, I mean, I got no problem with the guy, but I, I wouldn't put myself in that category okay here's the thing i think he might remember who i am oh really oh okay <laughs> you know like it's probably that it's probably something like that oh. no he definitely would remember who me and danielle are because oh, okay. we did you know we drove whenever we was coming to florida for a little while we were driving him around i got you okay so i, I thought you were like but now that we're out Rand, of- man let's go uh let's go tie one on buddy <laughs> jesus no come on no, man no. let's let's go to the club no let's no. hit a, let's hit up the mons <laughs> <laughs> so you're not like that no you're not that tight okay no i wasn't no, no. sure yeah I, so. again no no offense to him or anything like that i actually don't think he's a party guy so like you're that, saying though. you're saying uh you're too good to hang out with Rand? No, i'm not saying is I'm that what you're good. saying look i'm not saying i'm too good to hang out with the guy but i'm saying he probably doesn't party that way though oh so you're saying he's like uh no fun he's dull type thing i mean He's probably not. He's a probably party listening or, right now, and you're he's offending him. He's probably not listening. But <laughs> if he was listening, tell him to be a subscriber on the, in the second hour. But I think probably right now he's uh, on the Senate floor uh, waiting for a confirmation fight. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I yeah. mean, I don't know if they're starting that on Saturday, but. Uh, well, I know the. Uh, well, I'm, the fight's already started, even though I don't think the uh, Trump is actually. Uh, they haven't made the official announcement. Yeah, official yet. announcement. Yeah. But it's going to be that Amy Coney, Comey Barrett. Yeah, it's uh, without question. It will be uh, Amy Coney. Uh, Coney Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hate 
people with three names. I don't. I, you know what? I really do have a problem with people with three names, by the way. They right. use all three of them. Yeah, just pick one or the other. I don't care which one you use. Are you going to be Coney or are you going to be Barrett? Just pick one. Yeah. You know, don't make us say 15 syllables in order to say your name. Yeah, I don't you know? like it's that at all. It's not fair. I, I think it's rude. And I don't know why with serial killers they make them go three syllables. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that. Well, only the su- uh, successful ones. Only the successful. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I, if you fail, you you don't get the courtesy of all three names. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, ACB, I guess we'll call her. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, we went RBG with the other one. She was, and she's re- he's she's replacing a three name bitch. We got a three name bitch replacing a three name bitch. <laughs> you know. Jesus. So you think uh, after RGB died, AOC is going to confirm uh, ACB? You know what the fuck? Why? Why do we got to do these initial things? It's just not fair. I don't think we should confirm anyone for Supreme Court that isn't you know has more than three syllables in their entire name. That should be a rule. That should be a if rule. If if the if if the Congress wants to change Supreme Court rulings, that should be it. Only three syllables total in your name. That's it. All right. Have a whole bunch of John Smiths up there. You know, a bunch of Bobs. Yeah, Bob Johnson. Bobs, Bobs. <laughs> That's all you get. That's all you get. But yeah, um, actually, I'm I'm very excited uh, that uh, ACB is uh, is going to be the nominee. I, I really am. I, I looked into her record. Uh, she's exceptionally pro life, uh, which is fantastic as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, I'm I think now with a six three conservative majority and at least three of those people very pro-life i think we actually have a good shot of overturning roe v wade are you are you serious or are you I'm totally are you, serious no you're not uh, yeah i absolutely want to see roe v wade overturned uh because i've just invested in a startup company that does at-home abortion kits <laughs> and we've uh we've set up servers in the bahamas and uh, reykjavik iceland and we're going to market to the u.s so as soon as abortion becomes illegal we're going to start marketing these at-home abortion kits, just like a little vacuum setup. It's really nice, really easy to use. Three easy payments of thirty-nine ninety-five, and it's yours. You know, so uh, I think uh, really, you know, our our entire investment hinges upon Roe v. Wade being overturned because, you know, who's going to buy it when abortions are legal and free? Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I know you're making a joke about it. So, I mean, oh, really? Me make a joke? Come on, you know me better than that. I'm always serious about everything. You're no, no, no. You're the opposite of that. That is the that is the opposite of what you are right now. It is hard to get you to be serious about anything at this point. Well, it, it, that's what the fight is going to be over. So, so be prepared for that, folks. It, 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 the fight in the Senate is going to be 100 percent over abortion and women's rights and reproductive rights. That's all anyone's going to be talking about. Um, and the bottom line is nothing really is going to change. <laughs> so well, yeah, I don't think this per- I don't think that this woman's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. No, of course not. Everything that you, um, you know, evangelicals are getting all excited about and everything that all you, uh, you know, women's livers are getting all freaked out about ain't going to happen. None of it's going to happen. It will be status quo at worst. During the next 20 years, there will be a ruling about, you know, parental consent or something. So if you're under 16, you have to get a parent's permission to get an abortion. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be like the worst of it. And people are going to be going out of their minds over it. You know, so that's uh, pretty much it. Again, it's I'm constantly astounded by how people get so so out of their mind 
uh, about these things that are so completely inconsequential. And honestly, the next Supreme Court pick is pretty much inconsequential. Unless we were like, like I said last week, unless we were nominating nine Andrew Napolitanos, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, you don't think with a 6-3 that it's going to look like now is going to be a 6-3, for lack of a better term, conservative um, grouping of judges. I don't understand what that word means. Okay, that's a fair point, by the way, yeah. considering some of the past rulings that just happened. Exactly. You know, where they kept Obamacare when, you know, it was already a 5-4. Right. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing. You, you can't. The thing is, is no Supreme Court justice actually follows the Constitution. None of them actually interpret the Constitution correctly mm-hmm. or at least construction uh, constructively yeah. as it was constructed. Uh, what do they call it? A constructionist. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not interpret it as founder's intent ever. So basically, it's it really boils down to just it's it's a bunch of status quo. It's like all they all the Supreme Court ever does. And this is all they've done for the past 30 years or so is make very minor adjustments to the status quo. Yeah. And it's it's essentially inconsequential. They have become a rubber stamp for Congress and the president. And essentially because they don't want to overrule Congress yeah. or the president. But then in, but but in turn, though, Congress and the president send them. They don't they they will do whatever they want to do. Like they don't limit themselves constitutionally. They depend on the Supreme Court to do it, knowing that the Supreme Court not is not going to do it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And and that's the path that we've gone down. Um, so essentially, there's there's really it, it, I don't care if, you know, Biden was appointing. I don't, really, it, it just boils down to whether you get a conservative justice or a liberal justice. It just boils down to what like very size, minor subset. Well, no, it boils down to what which very minor subset of your rights are going to be protected. And in most cases, it's so inconsequential that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know, so if if you get a liberal judge, some of your civil liberties are going to be protected. Uh, If you get a conservative judge, some of your economic and some moral, you know, area uh, things. But when it really counts, you're still not going to get protected. No, exactly. Yeah. So that the, the things that matter, none of them are going to do it anyway. Yeah. Unless, I, like I said, we had nine Napolitanos. Now, let me ask you some other questions. Go ahead. About this. Again, knowing that you don't really care. Right. But do you find that the that Trump picking this, do you think Trump should have waited and allowed Biden or whoever, if somebody else was going to win, do you think that he should have allowed them to do it instead of him doing it? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think there's any... Um, no, in, in fact, no, I, I, I don't think I would. If, if I were president of the United like you States, wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait. There's a vacancy. It's my job to fill it. I'm going to fill it. Yeah. You know, because you're president until January. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's I essentially I would be waiting for, you know, five months not to fill this this seat. Well, let me well, let me ask you another question. Would you <laughs> if it was after the election and you lost the election, would you still fill it? Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's my job till, you know, January 20th or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would. Um, but, again, I, I don't think it really matters one way or another. Here's the thing. If there were a Democrat in office right now, uh, the Democrats would be saying, fill that seat. The president would fill that seat. And the Republicans would be scream- screaming, you should wait. So, it really, this is everything about whether to fill the vacancy or not is purely political. 
And as far as job description, it's the president's job description to fill the seat. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Look, if the roles are reversed and the Dems had, oh, the, yeah. if the Dems had the presidency and the Dems had Republicans um, would be bitching and Democrats would be going ahead with it. Oh, yeah. That's no, just like yeah. the only reason they got away with it in the last one with um, Neil Gorsuch or what, not Neil Gorsuch um, with um, what's his name? Yeah. Um, Gar- Merrick Garland. Right. The only reason that it didn't go through is because the Republicans were in charge of the Senate. Right. And the Dem- and the Repo- and the uh, the presidency was a Democrat. Right. They can hold off on that at that point. Yeah. And they can use whatever excuse they want to use at that point. But- yeah. And well, and, and didn't uh, didn't Biden lead the charge to change the rules on confirmation of Supreme Court justices? Uh, no, I think that was Harry Reid. Was it Harry Reid? I think it was Harry Reid. OK. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. These look, these guys like to change the rules and then they have to. And then when the other side gets the rules. Right. Then they complain that the rules are being that the rules aren't being followed. Right. And it's like you you were the ones that changed it. What do you you know? Right. Yeah. It's just funny. It, I always find it to be funny that whenever either side is making an accusatory statement about the other side. Right. Typically, they're the ones that were doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and if the roles were re- reversed, they would be arguing yeah, the both, opposite. I'm saying both yeah. sides will accuse the oh, other yeah. side of doing something that they themselves are doing. Well, yeah, anytime you hear a politician saying the other side is playing politics, all sides are playing politics. Yeah. All the like, time. Like, just admit you're playing politics with it. I mean, well, of course you're not going to admit that you're... You know who the, You know who does admit finally... Well, maybe not admit it, but at least they're so transparent about it that it's obvious. It's Trump. Trump, yeah. Like, he... Like this two hundred dollar Medicaid card thing, like you're really just trying to buy off freaking seniors for two hundred bucks. Oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, they're gonna do this two hundred dollar Medicare. Medic anybody that's on Medicare mm-hmm. is gonna get like a two hundred dollar prescription card to be able to go out and buy prescriptions. Okay, for for when for just one time deal like just not just in perpetuity, I guess. I oh, mean, the, 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 the finer points of this haven't been put out yet, right. but it was just one of those things that, like, I'm going to buy off some votes here, so let me go ahead and just say I'm going to give all these people 200 bucks in order to buy off some votes. Because <laughs> old people vote. You know, that's the thing about all these government programs that all these lefties love, and even, even a lot of, you know, uh, Republicans, you know, want to maintain the status quo on. They're all so broken. I mean, it's like, hey, we need Medicare for all. Well, Medicare is so bad that now the government has to give you a two hundred dollar a month prescription card. Yeah, because it doesn't pay your bills. You know, well, I well, mean, Medicare is so bad you have to go get supplemental insurance right. on top of Medicare. By the way, I, I in in preparation uh, for this, I was uh, you know uh, I flipped on the the TV news, which uh, again I, this is Oof, something I do once mistake. in a blue moon, and I was on flipped on Fox News. Neil Convuto was on. Yeah, and I caught him just as they were going to commercial. The commercials were a hearing aid ad, an ad for dentures, an ad for adult diapers, and a uh, Medicare Part B supplemental insurance ad. <laughs> it's like, I know your demographic. <laughs> yeah, I know what audience you're going after. Yeah. I know what audience you're going after. <laughs> because definitely 65 plus are watching your show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. And then after that, I said, oh, well, that's that's about the best material I'm going to get from Fox News for the show. And just turn it off. <laughs> because that's as good as it gets right there. Yeah. But I, I did, uh, did want to go back to uh, the Democrats are actually... Uh, seeking, I've I've heard a couple of things that the Democrats are trying to do on the Supreme Court fight, and one is that they're trying to increase the number of Supreme Court justices. Yeah, pack the pack the court. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, you know, that would mean that 
supposedly if Biden wins, he's going to have three nominees too, mm-hmm. which would presumably bring it back to six six. You know that yeah if they if they only did three then it would be six six right and it would be a thirteen member Supreme Court then. In, ensuring absolutely nothing gets done by the Supreme Court which is <laughs> I don't know maybe a good thing who knows uh, no I actually I like an active Supreme Court in this style of government uh, but the other thing is is a eighteen year term limit on Supreme Court which you know I actually find to be highly amusing. That's funny as shit. Yeah. Like, that, that really is funny. That's hypocritical as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, because there's no term limit on Congress. Yeah. You know, no term limit on the House, no term limit on the Senate, but all of a sudden they want term limits on um, the uh, the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> you, you really? really? Oh, look, You're going to go there? They know. With they, a straight face? You're going to go there? They know where the, their power is, and they will... You know, use it to their advantage. Any all these politicians will do that. Is why you want to give the government as little power as you can because this is what they do. It, zero, zero power is the right amount of power. Yeah, yeah, truly is. Yeah, because yeah, this is just ridiculous. Make post offices shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't even do that. <laughs> well, they dismantled all the sorters. I don't know how they're actually delivering mail anymore. <laughs> they're not. They're putting it in the trash. You yeah. didn't see. <laughs> well, actually, going- actually, all those uh, United States Postal Service trucks. They're UPS trucks in disguise. <laughs> Shh! Don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, these guys are. It's these guys are really pathetic at this point. It re- and it is funny that they're going to put out something about because they wanted like they want to remove all the other filibusters that are there. Like they right, wanted, like they wanted. It, it's really weird that when Democrats look, and again, maybe you're not going to agree with this. It just seems to me when Republicans lose elections. They come back and they try to win another day. When Democrats lose elections, they really want to. They want to be like they got robbed. You know what I mean? Like, like they were robbed. Wait, like the people wait, really wait, wait. voted for Are them. Are you and they were fucking robbed. kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you at all. Okay, I'm, I'm totally 100. We literally this. have a president, a Republican president in the White House, who is saying, "Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to use the military if I lose the election." Okay. So I'll grant you the, hold on, no, grant, no, 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 hold on, no, 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 no. Your entire argument Wait, is, is null and void. No, 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 at no, that no, point. no, 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 no. Because here's the thing: that's pre-election, not post-election. <laughs> no, 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 listen, listen. That's pre-election, not post-election. No, 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 no. And the only no, no, no. one of the Democrat, and the only one of the Republican side doing it's Trump. Okay. That's why Trump should be a Democrat, by the way, because he does he does he does it very very well. Okay, you can't make make the argument that the president of the United States. Calling for a coup if the election doesn't go his way. Oh, he didn't really call oh, for a coup. That's man. just pre-election. Come on, Come on. He, if hang hey, on, seriously, hang did on, you did you hear on. what he said? It, it was it was enough it was for a me. loaded fucking question. It really was a loaded question, and he gave the same answer he gave the last time when he was when when they asked. So him he called the, for a coup a second time. No, he didn't call for a coup. <laughs> he just says it's not it's not fair. It's not being run fair, but we'll see. You know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And then he complains. Yeah. Like, it, again, okay. it's what he does. 
Uh, Mr. President, uh, w- would you consider using the military to retain power if you uh, if you lose this election? He didn't. Ask I don't know. That. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Did, they didn't. A- they didn't ask that question. Like what, that. what question did they ask? No, no, no. He asked if they would commit to a peaceful transfer of power. Okay, a peaceful transfer of power. What does that not imply? Okay, hold Hang on a second. A second. Hang on a second. No, 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 no. no, no. no you cannot justify yes, this, dude. Again, no, no. He shouldn't. Have, look, he shouldn't have said. It. I'm not saying that he should have said it. But what he actually said is not the same as what they're accusing him of saying. I, I actually heard him say it, and that the the impression I walked away with is he would not commit to peacefully vacating the office if he lost the election, which the implication is there. He would use the power under his authority to stop himself from being removed from office. I Come mean, on now. No. You know, here's no, the I'm th- not actually I'm, – I'm not, I'm not being hyperbolic about this one. It's – look, I get it. That he probably will, and he's probably just talking out his ass. But the fact that the President of the United States planted enough of a seed in the mind of the average American to say that the that the President of the United States might not accept the outcome of an election and might use force to retain power, that's too much, man. That's no, going no, no. way too far. Here's the thing. You're absolutely right. He shouldn't have said that. But neither side is going to be willing to accept the outcome of the election. They okay. both already publicly said it. Okay, hang on a second. The guy in look, this is a lot different than the Clinton staff removing all the W's from the keyboard when Bush won. Okay, this is a little different than that practical prank. That was funny though. That was a funny practical joke, but but it's a little different because now yeah, you. But I'm not mentioning that. Part, generals though. are having to come out. The Pentagon is having to come out and say. In a very delicate situation, and the president keeps putting the damn military in this position. Oh, yeah, no, Trump's stupid as shit for doing this, by the way. Hold on, I don't want to be defending Trump. On You're totally one. defending Trump. No, You're no, defending no. Trump and Republicans. No, I'm not defending Trump, but what I'm saying is, is that what he did, what he said, and what the media is claiming he said is not the same thing. And see, that's where I disagree because that the implication that I drew from his words, from watching his words, from listening to what he said, the question he was asked, and what he responded. My impression was that, oh, he may seriously be considering using the military to retain power. No. Again, no, no, no. And, and you're, look, you're if saying— If you that, go back to what he was asked on the debate stage in 2016, and you go to what he was—the way he answered the question then and the way he answered this question I shouldn't now, have it's to go, the same way he answered it. I shouldn't have to go to a debate four years ago— for context for a statement that the president of the United States is making about a potential military coup. I mean, he, but he didn't say a military coup, though. It doesn't he, matter no, that no, he didn't say he it. He didn't implied say it. it. No, he didn't. It, you look, you're wanting him to imply it. No. Well, that would be nice. <laughs> so, yes, there is my hope. I mean, don't get me wrong. For chaos there. Well, hold on. Don't get me wrong. I don't want. Look, I think he's stupid as shit for saying it anyway. Well, yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that. It was, it, this was almost like a, it was a setup from the word go though. Like, and again, it's. Well, no, no, no. Here's, here's a, when a reporter asks you, Mr. President, if you lose the election, will you ex- accept a peaceful transfer of power? Uh, of course I will accept a, pe- a peaceful transfer of power. Should the election be fair and accurate? And, and you know, the, absolutely. But if there's questions about it, then we're going to have to look into it. Uh, you know, there may be a legal situation that we're going to have to follow if, if there's if there's evidence of fraud or, or something like that. Now, just off the top of my head, I gave an answer that was 20 times better than what the president of the United well, States like said. like 100 times better. Okay. But. There was nothing, nothing in that where anyone 
could have possibly conceived that I was going to roll tanks around the White House to protect my power. Yeah, but there's nothing he said that no, indicated that protecting takes around the White House. I, no, like, there's nothing that he said in there that would that would that would bring you to that though. Okay, nothing it, between it, for the second hour. I'm going to pull that clip, and we're going to listen to that clip. All right, and we'll parse it, and okay. we'll see who's right. And I think that he didn't say what I'm saying he said. But my point, and I'm not saying he said it. My point is that you can draw that impression from his response and that anyone claiming that hey maybe he's considering this isn't that far off it isn't out of the realm of possibility and the fact that generals at the pentagon have had to say look we're not going to get involved in the election they've had to come out and say that well that's true is enough of a point that yeah he he made that implication I, don't get me wrong he he walks into these every time. They're all self-enforced or self-imposed uh, errors. Self-inflicted, yeah. Self-inflicted wounds, basically. Yeah. They're all the time. He does it all the time. It's actually one of the things I think I hate about him the most. Oh, that's is, one of the things I love about him. Is that he great just show constantly does... Well, it is great show I mean, material. we've already got 10 minutes off of this. <laughs> but he, he constantly does this, though. Right. And when you could just say the... You could, you're right. You could say the easy, simple thing. Right. And yet you choose to say something stupid because of... like. And I don't know if it's pride, if it's ego, or, or what it is that causes him to say dumb shit. It's a combination of narcissism and an extremely poor grasp of the English language. He has... And really low self-esteem. Hor- no, God, no. Or not, no, no, not low self-esteem, but um, very... What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Defensive? Defensive is the word, but that's not really the word I was looking for. At any rate, go ahead. Well, I yeah, I think he has the exact opposite of low self-esteem. I think he's you know an absolute narcissist, egomaniacal. He thinks literally the entire world is about him. And considering that he's the most powerful man on the planet, then you know, kind of it is in a way. Yeah, being you humble know? ain't ain't, a, ain't something he's got to deal with. No, no, no. That's that's uh, definitely not one of his characteristics. You know. Yeah. So. But, uh, hey, good news this week out of Florida, huh? Uh, are you talking about the opening up the bars and Hell the restaurants? Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Praise Jesus, my face is naked. <laughs> no more masks, baby. Oh, I'm still got to wear a mask. Huh? I still got to wear a mask. Oh, I don't. I'm not wearing a mask anywhere anymore. Well, you don't have to. I mean, and, well, hold on. If you went to Walmart, you still have to. I Here's the thing. If they, if they specifically still require people to do it, if I absolutely have to go into a, a store like that that requires it, I will respect the business owner's property rights and wear a mask. Having said that, um, I don't think they can enforce it anymore. About the only thing they could do is trespass a person. Antasia. Well, I don't we'll even. That well, and here's the thing: is now that the the uh, governor has said, uh, you know, that the law enforcement can no longer enforce. Um, any anyone for you know uh, not wearing a mask um, would law enforcement actually you know respond to the trespass order if it was simply about not wearing a mask and I would assume yes because a, a business owner can trespass someone for anything they want and again like I said I'm not here to cause trouble but it is nice not to have to wear it because everybody is just like done with it it's got I, I what I see out there is like I'm gonna say 70 percent of the people are just like you just get this over with you oh know. yeah. Oh no. Most people. Well, here's the thing though. It's really there's some weird. people that are still scared though. Oh yeah. Oh no. I there's some. I, look, I saw some comments about uh, on Facebook. It was actually somebody that was on my was on my friends list. Not anymore. Right. Um, 
that basically was like the governor's trying to kill us all. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, here's the funny part is like she was calling for DeSantis's head, right? Like, you know, basically like we got to vote this guy out and this and that. Right. In that aspect, I would agree with her only because DeSantis did this at all. Like the fact that we're opening back up means that DeSantis closed things down, which means he already went too right. far yeah, fuck when this he guy. did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like I looked Everyone's at Everyone's praising DeSantis for this. I'm like, fuck him. He did it in the first place. Exactly. You know? So like I'm, I'm upset that it was done to begin with. And these people are upset because they're now lifting it. Like, like right. lifting it some big freaking favor or like some big... There were people like and I, I think this thank woman, you, dear governor, for allowing me to conduct mutually uh, voluntary business with places of business that serve alcohol. Yeah. Hooray. How many of them are going to open back up, though? Right. Yeah. About half of them are closed forever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I mean, don't go wrong. look at the end of the day. I'm glad that these things were opened back up. However, I don't think that DeSantis should get any credit. Oh, God. At no. this point, I think that he should be. But again, I think he should be removed from office and probably sued. Like any yeah. business that he had took to the close knife down, out of our backs after stabbing us six months ago. Yeah, yeah. And then you're supposed to thank him, right? Like, no, I'm not thanking exactly. him exactly for that. Yeah. yeah. So, but I thought it was funny that I'm looking at some of these people posting of like he's going to kill us all. Like, are you kidding me? You know, here's what I don't understand, and I, I this just floors me. They think that by my not wearing a mask, I'm going to kill them. Okay. Why would you put yourself in a situation where your life is controlled by my actions? Why would you put yourself in that situation? If you are afraid of the virus, go on Amazon.com and for $100, you can buy a full face respirator ventilator that filters out viruses. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's the same thing that like EMTs and, and medics wear and things like that. You know, you can buy yourself a fucking full blown bunny suit, hazmat suit, you know, go out, spend a couple hundred dollars. If you need to go to the store, suit up in that. If you're that afraid, do not rely on literally every other human being on the planet to save your life mm-hmm. save your own fucking life mm-hmm. me i don't give a fuck i'm not afraid of this virus because i i i don't know i can read charts you know i can do calculations and i realize that my risk of dying from this virus are lower than my risk of dying in a car accident yeah you know what i'm saying so you know it's just it, I, I just don't understand people who are that afraid of it. I don't understand people who are afraid of these monumental things in general. You know what I'm saying? These like things what? that like, like people who are afraid literally believe that the planet is going to burn up from climate oh, change from climate in a hundred years <laughs> or 20 years. You know, I, I mean, I've been hearing people for 30 fucking years telling me how much sea level is going to rise in the next 10 years. And I go to the childhood house where I grew up, and the seawall level is exactly the same it was as it was in 1980. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It ain't happening, folks. I mean, if it is, it's going to happen over the course of a 1,000 years or 10,000 years, kind of like 10,000 years ago. There was a glacier that reached to Georgia. You know what I'm saying? The climate does change, but it ain't happening so fast it's going to kill you. Yeah, no. I, You'll have time. In fact, your great, 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 great grandchildren will have time to move somewhere else. Well, here's the you thing. Know? What we're using for technology right now with the internal combustion engine right. is definitely on its last legs right now 
but because you're going to have something that will replace it because it was a better product to replace it with. So what's that got to do with the virus? No, 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 no. We're fuck? talking about global warming. We're dickhead. talking about DeSantis. How the fuck did you get us on global okay, you warming? You know what, dickhead? Now we're talking about Listen, the internal combustion engine. Dickhead. Fuck, what, you, you got Tesla global, stock or something? You, you brought up global warming. You know, you're going to sit here and suck Elon Musk's dick again? Because you <laughs> love doing that. <laughs> I do love Elon Musk, though. <laughs> I do like that guy. I actually had a was conversation with my brother-in-law a couple nights ago. Okay. Where I said that we're going to look back at this time. Like, the historians are going to look back at this time. Like, our great-great-grandkids are going to look back oh, at yeah. this time. And Elon Musk is going to have a, such a... a, a overarching like theme in the history books i think that right now we would look and say that's not really exactly what happened but they're going to look back and be like this guy was responsible for you know the perpetuation of the species well he's yeah he's going to have the the thomas edison he's going to have the isaac newton the founding father of interplanetary species you know <laughs> that argument could be made if he's the first one to get us to Mars. Then yeah, he he gets that. Yeah, well, that's what and that's what yeah. I was saying. That's why I say my brother-in-law. Was, right, I, I was explaining that when he just he didn't he didn't really he didn't agree with. Me oh, I told I totally think if if things keep going the way they look like they're going, Elon Musk is definitely going to be taught in history books a thousand years from now. Yeah, but it's going to be one of those things where like like looking at like if we were to go to the thousand years ahead of time and right. look at the history book, we're be like that's not how it went down yeah like that guy uh, well that guy anyway. crashed like a maserati in the parking lot at one point didn't he you know like, well yeah I, again the, the the those little details get glossed over but i think that you know in in a thousand years he'll probably be looked back on like we looked back on christopher columbus 20 years ago and then 20 in a thousand and twenty years he'll be called a racist <laughs> <laughs> something like that i mean i'm sure he didn't you know i'm sure that elon musk isn't trying to uh you know put any uh of native peoples in uh, in 1020 years they'll be tearing down statues of them guarantee it so you're yeah. saying okay so you're saying he's gonna get statues though oh yeah he'll definitely have statues there you go yeah yeah so but he will well, he, he will have you know uh he committed genocide on the indigenous bacteria of mars the, hold on. The, the, we were talking about climate change, though. So I know we moved. No, we were talking about DeSantis. No, we were talking about climate change. God damn you it. Quit changing the subject. You mentioned climate change, <laughs> so I wanted to make a point about the climate change. Okay, internal combustion engines. Well, did you see the story about the governor of California saying that they're going to eliminate the sale of of of, of uh, gas-powered cars? Yeah, I did see that. And, you know, California always does shit backwards. <laughs> It's like, just get the fuck out of the way. That's going to happen anyway. But by you mandating it, you're actually fucking up the natural flow of it happening. Yes. You know, you're, you're just you're just screwing things up for everybody and making everything more expensive, more inconvenient. And, and you're, you're causing a problem for your people. If you just got the fuck out of the way, you know, it, it would happen organically. It's already happening. Yeah, it's already happening. It's happening now. Yeah. It, that's the part that pisses me off about this is that. And I, what they're going to try to do is this, because this is already happening now, California's going to make this rule, and they're going to say it's because of the rule that this happened. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yet, they don't, they fail to mention that companies like Ford, for example, Ford has said by, I think by 2023, all of their F model pickup trucks are going to be electric. Yeah. I, it, it, they're already moving in this 2024. direction. So like, yeah, within the next few years, uh, mm-hmm. model years, um, all of their F series pickup trucks are going to be electric. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it's like it's it's happening. But, I mean, fucking pickup trucks, man. But it's not. But it's not because of a rule, though. Right. It's because the technology is advancing to the point where now it's economically feasible to do it. No, it's because California made a rule. <laughs> Of course it is, because, you know, when when politicians write things down on piece of papers, things magically happen. It's, it's amazing. Just, it's just woof, woof, abracadabra. We passed a bill and the world has changed. You know, I, I, fuck these people. Do you think that, that you think in their own minds they hear angels like in the heavens? Like, <laughs> yes. oh. <laughs> they see like a, a, a spotlight that just slowly fading in and this bright, beautiful glow upon them as they're signing these bills into law that uh, do absolutely nothing but fuck up people's lives. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Hey, did you see the ba- by the way, the Babylon Bee is getting better and better every day. Yeah. They really are getting better and better every day. Like, it is just, it is one of these. I haven't seen them in a long time because I haven't been on Facebook. That's normally where I see their articles. Okay, so there was a recent article that they did, and it was another one aimed at California, is that California, oh, I, gotta, I wish I could find it. I got to find it because I, I don't, I don't want it to, I don't want to ruin it. But it was basically that they've now stopped the evil, wor- the evil owners of businesses from being able to buy, be, being able to, um, you know, hurt their employees because they've banned working. <laughs> yeah. Because they yeah. banned jobs. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it was it, just the funniest. Like, when you see it, you're just like, oh, come on. That's just too funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's truth to that. I mean, it, 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 it's kind of like the people who want to shut down the world to uh, stop the spread of the virus. You know, by the way, that more and more is, is uh, coming out now that, you know, these are the consequences of that like for example uh, a lot of states are now lifting the moratoriums on um uh, power companies uh, turning off people's electricity for Mm non-payment and right now there's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 million people that are delinquent on their power bills right right so there could be like you know in the next month there could be as many as 30 million people without electricity yeah i mean think about that for a minute Not to mention all the people who are behind on their rent, behind Mm -hmm. on their mortgages. I mean, how long before those foreclosures kick in? Well, I think you're going to start to see the beginning. I think the beginning of that's going to be happening between now and January. But January is going to be one of those, you know, I don't want to say going off a cliff. Look, at some point it's going to go off a cliff and we're going to go, oh, shit, that what just happened? Mm -hmm. What happened? You know, so I'm glad I sold my house and 10 million people are going to be homeless very, very quickly. Yeah. You know, like, for example, it's already starting. Um, I was on Zillow the other day um, because, you know, just <laughs> we're going through this home improvement project and I keep fantasizing about just selling this fucking place and buying a trailer somewhere. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm totally with you. On yeah, that. you get it. I know you get it. So I was on Zillow the other day and I was looking around in my zip code here in Palm Harbor, uh, which is a I would say a hardcore middle of the road, middle class area right mm-hmm. yeah this this area is pretty much as middle class as you get might even be slightly towards upper middle class but not really that far yeah you know it's like it this is like median american where i live you're middle class yeah i wouldn't go any north if anything i would actually can because i've been around a lot of different neighborhoods around here right At well one i'm point, talking about are, the, the zip code oh the zip code this this zip code uh yeah, I, yeah let's say if there's a and median anyway. in america this is it. Yeah. You're, okay. You're, this you're is pretty much r- yeah. middle of the road. All right. I'm looking around on Zillow at houses for sale, and there's virtually no houses for sale except foreclosures. 
and about half of the the places listed on Zillow are foreclosures right now or oh, really? pre foreclosures. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's coming. It's coming very rapidly. Yeah. So this we're gonna we're gonna pay we're gonna pay dearly for this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's starting to hit the market now too, which excites me. Yeah. So I've I, I've been very excited about the market downturn this week. You yeah, know. it hasn't been that bad though. Oh, it's down about five uh, percent for the past and two it weeks. Went back up though. Well, it went back up a little yesterday, but yeah. but uh, it's I think for the for the month and for the quarter it's it's down considerably. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, that's a that's a good thing for my portfolio. But the market has been so disconnected from the economy lately. Yeah. You know, and you've got so many people that are so behind on so many bills, and the only thing keeping them alive are the moratoriums, that even if they do pass a stimulus bill, you know, the $2.4 trillion stimulus bill that the uh, Democrats are talking about, and give everyone an extra $1,000, it's not going to be enough to catch people up. No. You know, they're still going to be behind, and they're still unemployed. You know? Yeah. So. Well, that's why they got to open the economy back up. Yeah. Well, I think now it's too late. The damage is done. So I don't think you're going to see. I think you're not going to see job creation from the economy opening back up. You're going to see some people, you know, going back to work. But the losses from the continuation of the closures, the people who are just been hanging on by their fingernails and now realizing now we got to pack it up, even with the, the it getting better. We just got too far behind. Yeah, you know? no, no, there's so some truth to that, but you still got to open it back up, though. Not necessarily. Some people may, are going to make the strategic deci- decision not to. You know what I'm saying? To not open back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I think I think that pretty much all the bars that have been closed will remain closed. I don't think very many of them will open back up. The ones that have, like, gotten around it and, you know, said, oh, well, we're, you know, here's some crackers. Now we serve food, <laughs> you know, yeah, that sort of thing. They're going to probably, most of them are going to survive. But, you know, it's a, a lot of the places that are closed are closed for good. Yeah, but new places will open up. Not for a few years. No, but they will. The market's just not there. Oh, yeah, yeah, again, this is not the end of the world by any yeah. means. But it's the beginning of a very, very bad period. You know what I'm saying? It could be. So It could, it could absolutely be. I mean, we'll see what happens. But Yeah. But Look, you, you, hit it, you hit it perfect for the, uh, the housing market, by the way. Yeah, I guess got to. Yeah, you, you timed it. Here's the thing: we got it's, it's still got to sell though. So I mean, it's it's you know, well, look, it's still it takes time. To, yeah, it's still got to close. Yeah, but it's um, you know, and we're probably going to move down to we're moving back to Pasco. I mean, after another after a year, yeah. What we're going to do now is just really focus solely on the business, like just really kind of you know focus on the business because it's the business is doing really well. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not doing well. What's that? Live events in New York City. <laughs> are there any are, well they, they, they just announced they just announced a couple of days ago that um the uh Times square new year's eve celebration will be virtual <laughs> oh my god and the macy's day thanksgiving parade or macy's thanksgiving day parade will be virtual as well they, Hold on, virtual or like a block long no they will still be holding the entire parade there will just be no spectators yeah, but they're not going to go as far as they normally go, though. They're only going to go like a block or two. Oh, are they really? I think that's what it is. I, yeah, guess, yeah. They, I guess that's all they need to do because... Yeah, because they're just going to... Yeah, because they're just, <laughs> just going to wear the cameras We got to remember, are. where the cameras are at normally for that event is right. that they don't go up and down the entire thing. You pass by the camera area. Well, they have that one camera area where people do performances, but normally they are filming up and down, you know, the whole length of it. But that one area is like where everyone stops and does their stupid-ass dance routines and shit. 
Yeah, but you there's know. that. Okay, there's it's like the, in front of the. Uh, yeah, there's the one area that's like the performance area. Right. Yeah. That's all they're gonna have. <laughs> Fucking New York, man. Like, I feel like I'm in. I feel like I'm in an insane asylum you know, every day. It, in a year from now, when the population of New York has uh, gone from you know ten million to like two and a half million, and they're wondering why nothing is open and nobody's coming there anymore. That yeah, they'll be like they'll blame Trump. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's Trump's fault. <laughs> yeah, to Blasio and uh, what's his name, uh, Como, Como. Yeah, they'll be they'll be blaming Trump for all of it. The ni- the nipple the nipple piercing guy. <laughs> yeah. Did he ever come out and say yes, my nipples are pierced? I've got little barbells in my nipples. Which, um, I don't know if he's. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I ever heard him say that, but I don't think that you can question whether it's there or not, considering the shirt he was wearing plainly showed that he had barbell nipples. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder who's got uh, photographs of him doing weird shit in a brown envelope, huh? Who doesn't? <laughs> you know, Jesus, <laughs> kind of like Trump. You know, we know Putin has pictures of him getting pissed on by hookers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to see those photos one of these days. <laughs> They're the best. They're the best photos ever. <laughs> you know, it's true though. <laughs> I don't know that one's but, true. But that yeah. one's too much of a germaphobe for somebody to piss on him. Oh, bullshit! Yeah, and urine is sterile. He knows that. Jesus Christ. You get so many problems. <laughs> you have so many issues, Adrian. It's not even funny. I don't have any issues you, at you're all. You're full of issues today. Oh, my God. No, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I'm a lack of issue. Oh, okay. So there was, a, okay, there was another thing I wanted to talk about today. So I was driving. Oh, I don't remember where I was, but that doesn't matter anyway. And I was listening to, because you had me doing the one, because I got the 1A podcast because of the one thing we had to listen to. Right, right. So I've been listening to, no, no, no. I take that back. No, no. I was listening to Cirrus XM on in Danielle's uh, in one of the one of the new uh, company cars that we got. Okay. So I was listening to it, and I was listening to one of the NPR episodes. Okay. And I'm amazed at what they're doing when it comes to misinforming the public in a very in a very specific way. And what I mean by that is these people. This was a this was almost a talk about the process of like politics, right? But what they were doing in all reality was is just saying, and if you want to change it, you have to vote. And if you want to change it, oh, you yeah. have to vote. Yeah, and, I've heard that a lot. But, but here's the thing though. They're not really telling you the truth. Like they're lying to you in in okay, let's just for the sake of argument say that you still believed in government. Oh, I know you don't. That's a tough argument at this point. I know point. you don't. But okay. let's just say for the sake of argument, take away that part of it and talk about the government itself. Okay. Voting is campaign season, right? Mm-hmm. They were actually having a conversation to where they were trying to mimic legislative season, but distracting you by talking only about campaign season. Like they're not explaining to you how the sausage is made or how the system works. No, they never do. They're only telling you to vote and then they want you to leave them alone. Like, so they're doing a disservice to the people listening to the show because it's like, just like they were doing a disservice with the other one that you brought up on one a, well, it's like I said last week, NPR is not much different than Fox news. I've come to realize, but the window dressing on it makes dumb people think they're smart people (laughs) fox news makes dumb people be okay with being dumb (laughs) whereas npr makes dumb people think they're smart 
Yeah, that's really what it boils down to. But it's like, you know, the more I listen, the more I realize, oh, you're fucking manipulating me. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that. You know, and it's it's not. And it's funny because it's not from a I used to be more of a left right knee jerk type reaction, even though I was a libertarian. So I was like, you know, but I, I still felt that it was one or the other. Yeah. Now I, I can, once you take that out of it and that's not your initial reaction, you can look at the underlying mechanism of it all yeah. and, and you can, you can see it much more clearly. And yeah, NPR, it's just, you know, they're doing the same thing that they all do. And I used to think that NPR was, and I still think they are more <sighs> thorough about what they report on. Yes. But there's danger in that though. Yes. Yes. Because they, they always take it to a place that. That's not the real logical conclusion. Yeah, the swerve is more There's difficult always a swerve. to identify. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly the point because you get in there and they're like, oh, yeah, that's good information. Oh, yeah, they, that's a very good point. Oh, yeah, that, okay. That, that, the swerve. Yeah, you know? It, it's like they try to say that they're objective, but right. they're not objective. But they do things in such a way in which it's objective to like a point. 70% of it. Yeah. But that 30% that's not objective is totally agenda driven, but it's not like Fox is blatant with it. Exactly. Like Fox doesn't fuck around. Like they really will just kind of let you know where <laughs> yeah. they're at on this. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and MSNBC will act as if they're objective and there's not no objectivity whatsoever. No. There either. And, and even a, 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 a casual observer can see that MSNBC is not even remotely objective, even though they claim to be, yeah. they're not. Well, Fox is too fair and balanced. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, right. No, no, it's all bullshit. But yeah. then, but, but the but one NPR, place that should be is NPR. NPR kind of like lulls you into this feeling that, okay, they really are objective. And the way they report it you. and the way they report it is done in a better way. It's done in a clean and professional and, and precise manner with a lot of fact until you get to the swerve. Yeah. You know, they, oh, they did it with. OK, hold on. They did. It and they're with, doing it more and more. They didn't used to do this as much. No, no, no. They did. Right. They didn't. They did it with China the other day. It was something else with China where they explained a story about it was I think it was with the mass or something like that. And they're like, well, it's a lot easier to do it in a country like China because their people are listening or something. Yeah. And it's like yeah, because they'll <laughs> kill them if they don't do it. You dick. Because it's a totalitarian communist like, government. They, like they right. didn't. They didn't give any context to like to the Chinese government, right? Of them being authoritarian psychopaths. Right. And yet they will make innuendos as if, you know, like, you know, Donald Trump's the next fucking Hitler. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like comparatively speaking. Well, actually, Donald Trump is more like the next uh, Xi Jinping. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's only a few steps away from being that bad. But the thing is this, though, like these people are actually have concentration camps with Uyghur fucking Muslims in it right now. Right. And you're and you're making light of of that country. We have Mexicans in cages. <laughs> <laughs> point counterpoint. <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 that's my point is. Yeah, hold on. We're not bringing in. We're not bringing in people to breed them out of existence. Not yet. <laughs> Give Trump another term. <laughs> or Biden, because yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, yeah, Obama cage, built them. Yeah, because those cages were built by Obama. <laughs> right. So, so give a next American president more power, and he'll do it. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, that's really the bottom line. Is over the past decade, I mean, look, there were always biases in media. 
Yes. Okay. There were always biases. I mean, going back to, you know, the days of Walter uh, uh, Cronkite and Edward R. Murrow. Yeah, but it was. They, they, but it was. They tried to hide them, though. They no, not hide them or put they, them aside. Okay, that's a better way. That's, they, a, that's a better way to say. Yes, it. they really tried to do their job in a professional manager and put aside their biases. They were still there. They still came out from time to time. Okay. But we've gotten to a point today where it's just so egregious. And I think that what we're seeing, I don't think NPR was always like this. Because I think NPR has gotten so much dramatically worse. And the funny thing is, is it's now it's becoming more and more about, like you said, with the Chinese thing, in general, about power. It's not so much, I mean, the, the, the surface story is always... Democrat, Republican, left, right, you know, Trump, Biden. Yeah. It's always that. But the underlying tide is always about giving governments more power to do something, mm-hmm. you know, on both sides. You know, it's always about consolidating power in the in the government. And that's what is the most problematic thing, I, th- I think. And as soon as you stop viewing it from a left, right, Democrat, Republican, Trump, Biden viewpoint, you see, oh, shit. This is all just consolidation of power. This is things that you have. If Cronkite or Murrow or any of those guys from the past were to listen to Fox News or MSNBC or CNN or even NPR today, they would be outraged and appalled. I mean, just absolutely without question. Yeah, because look, telling someone the news and letting them make up their own mind is dead. Oh, it completely. Which is sad because there's if there was a time frame in which you, we need people to, like, if there needed to be a point where honest journalism was a thing, it would be right now. Oh, God, more than ever. Yeah. And it's just not there. Because too many people are arguing over dumb shit now. Like, you will have people in the streets rioting, yelling at one another, where if you actually gave them all the facts of the case, they may have some disagreements, but at the end of the day, I think they would come up with good solutions. Yeah. Yeah. But right now, they got everybody so in a, in a tizzy. And, and again, one side will accuse the other side of doing it, and they're all doing it. Yeah, everybody's doing the same thing. And then you've got independent journalism, which is all over the map. It can be from far more extremely biased to, you know, actually impartial and presenting just raw information. But they're getting banned all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're losing their platform. Oh, I yeah. mean, for a while, we, we had a, a platform where independent journalists could actually compete to some degree with the, the mainstream, but now they're all getting shut down by all the, the social media giants. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're in a really bad time for imp- information. We're in a, a an increasingly, you know, for a long time, I have argued that we're moving towards an or- Orwellian state. Mm-hmm. And that was mostly predicated on the actions of government, what government was doing. But now we're really moving towards an Orwellian state regarding control of information. You know, there's the, an information uh, war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hang hang on. As 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 He's crazy broken, as broken clocks right twice a day. You're right. You're right. As crazy as he is, uh, and of course we're talking about Alex Jones, yes. Infowars, you know, Prison Planet, that sort of thing. Um, as many Infowars.com. as many you know, gay frog insanity stuff that he has put out there. Um, he's been right about a few things, and he's absolutely been right about them trying to silence him. 
Oh, yeah. And others like him because he has been silenced. I mean, you have to really go and find him to listen to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not on the radios. He's not on. He's he's not not on. on, He's not on uh, any social media platform. He's not allowed on Twitter. He's not allowed on Facebook. He's not allowed on. Is he on YouTube? No, he can't be on. No, he's not. He's off YouTube. The only thing he's on YouTube for is like he's on Joe Rogan's show when Joe Rogan's show was still on YouTube. Right. Right. So, yeah, basically, he has no. They have taken away his platform. And granted, say what you will about Alex Jones. Doesn't he have the right to, you know, to to put his information out? And again, these are private companies doing it, but they're also doing it under a heavy burden of regulation. You know, and now more and more you have, um, you know, government taking the reins on that information. You have a lot going on right now. In fact, um, you have some things that we're going to talk about in the second hour, uh, including the president's internet kill switch. Yeah, and some you know, legislation to try to get rid of that. Exactly. And, you know, there's legislation out there to uh, to do other things, to, uh, to control how social media, you know, controls you and your access to information. But if you want to hear the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Just give us a few bucks a month, folks. We're worth it. And you'll get to hear more great content and get a whole bunch of free stuff. We'll see you on the other side. See you on the other side.